This podcast brought to you by Earthlink. Hi, I'm Tom Merritt, author of Seen It's the Real Deal, and that's Veronica Belmont. And I'm Veronica Belmont. She's our producer, and Molly Wood uh, was on this podcast that you're about to listen to until it died in the ether. We had her on the <laughs> phone earlier today. She was ca- calling in from the podcast expo down in Los Angeles, uh, but the computer ate our podcast. Yes, even, the, even the mighty podcast. CNET has uh, computer technical difficulties. So see, difficulties? when you have your, when you have your own difficulties, don't feel so bad. Everybody has them, and yes, our podcast got munched, which is why this one's a little late. If you're wondering about that, it's not just because we're lazy weekend people. <laughs> And uh, so we're going to try to recreate that earlier podcast and talk about the stories for you. And, and I'll pretend to be Molly. That sounds good. No, I won't try to imitate <laughs> her voice, though. Spyware Maker is suing a spyware detection firm. There is a uh, spyware maker that says the only way for them to determine their product is spyware is for you to examine it, which is a violation of the end user license agreement. Here's here's the quote from the Slashdot uh, posting. Before downloading the application, RetroCoder asks customers to agree to a statement that forbids its use by a researcher for an antivirus or anti-spyware company, or even a business related to these. So they've put it in the EULA that if you use our product, you can't research it for anti-spyware. So there's no way of proving that we're spyware because it's against the user agreement. That's one of the better EULAs I've heard in a while. It is brilliant logic. Uh, this is fantastic. And Recent Supreme Court decisions have given us hope that this will probably get tossed out in court, but that's not stopping them. They're going to sue. Out of sheer ridiculousness. Yeah. So it's just, it's incredible uh, what people will try to get away with. It's really covering their own bums, though. Yes, it is. It, I mean, the funny thing is usually these things are put in the end user license agreement to kind of dissuade and cover all bases. But a lot of people don't act upon their most ridiculous terms. Well, no, it's kind of, you know, in case something happens that they need to go back and say oh well you violated this yeah, part of the EULA. Yeah, exactly but they're not Catch in this you. case they're like nope we're not spy we're they're not even saying we're not spyware as far as i know in other uh, news of our ridiculous legal system amazon has uh, successfully patented consumer reviews so when you go and you go to the web and you type in a form reviewing something that is for sale that's now a patent that belongs to amazon now they haven't said that they're going to exercise any licensing fees over this patent but come on, so people. So that would affect, like, CNET user It could, conceivably. I mean, Yelp? the article that I read about it specifically talked about things like Yahoo Shopping, okay. where they have products for sale and then you can review them. But conceivably, something like CNET's uh, reviews, where we're not actually selling anything ourselves, but we are pointing you to places where you can buy stuff. We right. do a review. We ask for user reviews. Could that fall under this? Pa- I mean, it's just a ridiculous patent. The eShopper, too. So many, so many things do this. Yelp.com Yelp, yeah. is all about places where you shop we love you and then you review it i've done several reviews on yelp mm-hmm. although yelp let me down how so i was looking for a hawaiian restaurant in my neighborhood i found right. one i drove and and the review was from <laughs> july okay this was only like a, a month ago in october uh-huh. the review was from july i drove to the hawaiian restaurant it was now a hip sushi bar well they their user they people put the content of themselves about the restaurants usually the actual companies that they're being reviewed for don't have any input well and that's yeah no that and that's the thing the hawaiian restaurant must have gone out of business right after that review was posted and just enough time for me to i'm a big yelp proponent to get there but i do like yelp.com 95 percent of the time now uh sony music cds have have you heard about this the root kits Mm -hmm. have we talked about this before 
Uh, in the continuing story of Sony's amazing rootkit copy protection, we mentioned yesterday on the podcast that uh, if you had an Apple or a Linux computer, you're safe, which is still pretty true. Uh, but immediately after the podcast was done recording, we found a posting on Boing Boing and, and several other places on the net about a Sony, uh, an application that might infect Macs. So I th- this was on our forums as well. Yeah, somebody posted the, the link to it on our forums. And it's basically, if you dig into the files, you'll find an app in there that when you activate it, asks you for your admin password and then installs additions to the Apple kernel. To the kernel, right. So, Two separate additions yeah, to the kernel. Yeah, to the Unix kernel of your OS 10. I mean, the second you see them asking for the admin password, that should put a red light up. Yeah, nobody needs to put in an admin password to listen to music. To That's listen to the Wu-Tang. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Peter John Smith pointed out the uh, story on Information Week about the fact that the smaller patch that Sony has replaced the rootkit with actually brings up the blue screen of death. So, uh, and, and this is uh, this is not just people in the wild. I mean, this is... Right. This is actual testing. Uh, Sony, or uh, not Sony, but uh, the people who made the rootkit deny that this happens. But so it's a he said, she said sort of thing. But that's great. I'm still looking for the Microsoft Sony deathmatch. The, the thing is, too, yeah, they put out a patch half heartedly. They're not telling many people about it. And the CDs are still on the racks in the stores right. that have the rootkit on them. I mean, I, I almost feel like that should be stopped at yeah. this point. Uh, especially considering yesterday's uh, story that there's a Trojan horse out there that's taking advantage of the rootkit. Now, oh, that's shocking. So far, not so far. It is not a very good virus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not very. De- give, give it a day. It's not very destructive. But yeah, give it a day. Somebody's going to come up with something. Uh, it, it is starting to get some more attention, though. The front page of the San Francisco Chronicle today. Uh, it was also an article in USA Today that Molly saw. And uh, Kevin wrote in to say he heard it covered on the national news portion of KNX News Radio in Los Angeles. So. Now this is going to go. This is leaving the tech news realm and moving into the mainstream media. And as soon as people start hearing that Sony is basically opening up their computer to a Trojan virus, that's going to scare them away completely. Yeah. Like uh, if you if you don't have the level of understanding to really know what's going on, you're just going to be like, never mind. Sony's going to have a hard time combating this once it gets into the general populace. Like right. That. Exactly. Because of what you said, it's hard to understand. All right, the Department of Justice is getting tough on copyright infringers. We've got Vince Cerf telling people hands off the internet and a little bit of news about aluminum hats. Just a second. Do you believe anything is possible? At Earthlink, we do. We believe the same company that delivers your lightning-fast DSL connection can deliver your home phone service and wireless service too. One company for all your communication needs. Visit earthlink.net and start believing today. Earthlink, we revolve around you. According to the Register, the U.S. US Department of Justice uh, is offering to jail copyright infringers. That's that? that's going to solve things. Uh, the, the Attorney General of the United States was addressing a Chamber of Commerce conference on stopping piracy and said that he was going to propose uh, legislation that would get tough on copyright infringers and get stiffer penalties. And, and you know what? Our jails aren't crowded enough. Let's throw them in jail. That's great. I know people can't hear me nodding my head in shock. Shaking but your am. head in shock. Yeah. Yeah. Shaking rather. Not nodding. That would be agreement. Yeah. You're, uh, <laughs> you definitely have a look of, of dismissiveness yes. towards this idea. Yes. But yeah, this is not going to solve copyright infringement. 
putting rootkits on CDs doesn't solve copyright infringement. Jailing people does not solve copyright infringement. In fact, even outlawing P2P software has not solved copyright infringement. I'm just going to walk around from now on dressed as a pirate. (laughs) Actually, yes, you should do that. And then we need to start a a photo blog. We need to start a Flickr account or something. Veronica's life is a pirate. According to the proposal being circulated by the department, the measure would create a new crime called attempting to infringe a copyright <laughs> and subject it to the same penalties as more serious infringement offenses. Now, like attempting now, murder? Yeah, it is. So, no, exactly. You don't even have to be successful, according to this rule. Even if you just try half-heartedly to get around copyright infringement, you could be jailed. I can't believe this. Does anymore. this make any sense? Up. All right, uh, let's let's back off of the Department of Justice for a while because they do do some good things, I'm sure. Mm. Uh, there's a conference going on in Tunis on the fate of the Internet, and there's a lot of controversy because the United States government had a hearing, uh, the United States Congress, rather, had a hearing on actually taking more control of the Internet infrastructure. So Vint Cerf, one of the founders and uh, developers of the Internet, has sent a letter saying that the Internet must remain neutral, that one of the reasons that the Internet has been so successful and been such a fosterer of innovation is because end-to-end, it's just the Internet. There's no content control. There's no central control. It is just an infrastructure, mm-hmm. you know, like a, maybe not like a highway per se, but, but it's just a road, and nobody controls it, and it's free and open, and that if we had central control of the Internet, you probably wouldn't have had things like 802.11. You probably wouldn't have things like blogs. You probably wouldn't have a lot of the innovations that have driven the development and the uh, the amazing uh, growth of the World Wide Web and, and email and, and other things like that. So he's pleading with them to not ruin it. And I'm starting to actually get a little worried. I know. I can't, I, I can't really foresee where this is going, but I don't like it. Because of what has been going on with the ICANN, mm-hmm. as far as just domain name registration, that got me a little worried. But this really, I mean, they could conceivably, one way or another... Make the internet harder to use by trying to fix it. Well, governments see the internet as a threat. And so they're doing the only thing they know how to do is regulate things. A lot of conspiracy theorists actually hold to the fact that the internet will not be allowed to continue forever because it is too free and open. That it allows too much freedom of speech. And that governments will crack down and try to try to end the internet. I don't think it's quite that bad of a mm. situation, but... Wow, I can't really... I can't fathom that. Yeah, but... Uh, Aluminum hats will not protect you in that case. (laughs) In fact, they could only make things worse. (laughs) Do you want to talk about this one? All right. So researchers at MIT have discovered that aluminum hats will not keep aliens from reading your mind. And in fact, could aid them in their cause. What about implanted aluminum? You know what? In my head, which I don't have. Which they tried on you, but... (laughs) No, apparently uh, this is a serious MIT study and they found out that aluminum actually magnifies the... uh, the 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 radio waves or the any kind of any kind of waves that are are uh, head pointed towards your head by anyone aliens or or other so all that effort I've gone to for nothing yeah take off the aluminum hats it's only helping them yeah that's what they wanted you to do who gave them the money to back this research <laughs> I don't know where did this come from? <laughs> probably came from copyright royalties I'm gonna look into this yeah the, just out of curiosity to see what they what their thesis well, is, but what their you know idea what the was, where it people, came from. This is the kind of thing, too, that people pick up. Oh, we're wasting our money funding these frivolous stories. But unfettered research 
will come up with amazingly brilliant practical things just as often as it comes up with entertaining things like this. And I'm getting something out of it right now. Oh, I'm not just entertained. I'm serious. I'd like to know what conclusions and how they came to Well, you to think them. this is funded by them. No. <laughs> Maybe that's what they want you to think. They're trying <laughs> to get us to take off our aluminum hats. Could be. Oh, too much conspiracy for one day. Uh, okay, well then, uh, let's try to make this not a conspiracy story, but the Nano now comes with a case. Oh, that is so a conspiracy story. <laughs> we got some emails about this, and uh, the Apple finally did come out with a press release about it. For, for a while, people were reporting that, hey, I just bought a Nano, and it has a case in it suddenly. Wait, we, we always had cases with them. Yeah. What Apple's are you talking like, about? No, Apple has put out a press release saying that the case was so popular in the regular iPod that they've decided to include one for the Nano, too. Yeah, good and idea. Trying to avoid get out of that class action lawsuit, aren't you, Apple? Oh, they're trying to make it better. They're true. Well, and you can't fault them for that, can yeah. you? Well, yes. But. <laughs> we could. <laughs> if Molly were here. No. I'm speaking in, in Molly tone uh-huh. right now. Yes, we can. Apple, you should have done better. Okay, that's the that's as close as I'm going to get. That isn't very good even. Let's get some voicemails. We have an anonymous caller and some fantastic comments. I want to uh, thank everybody. The comments, keeping the comments short and to the point because they are a lot easier to pack in uh, in our indeterminate time length. But uh, to this caller, don't curse. It just makes Veronica have to do more editing. Mm-hmm. Hey, Tom, Molly, I think it's really funny that uh, that the the networks are charging in 99 cents for their crappy sitcoms, but yet the really good shows that you have to pay for, you get free on HBO. So if, you, if you're a Sopranos fan, you can go back and watch the back catalog of Sopranos, but if you're a Lost fan and it's free, you got to go pay for the download, but that was paid for by the advertiser. So wait a minute. We pay, we pay for both. Just a thought. Sopranos back catalog available. Almost all the HBO shows back catalog available on demand anytime. Have a marathon. Love the show. Thanks. That's a really good point. HBO provides their shows for free on demand. Right. Whereas the crappy sitcoms you have to pay 99 cents for but, on demand. You know, looking from the other side of it, you have to pay to get regular HBO or you can watch crappy sitcoms for free. Yeah, but you. Well, you have to pay for HBO, but not on demand. No. If you get it on demand, you get it free. Right. So uh, this is where I really wish we had the original version of this podcast, because Molly had a really good explanation of the problem. And the upshot of it was, if you pay for HBO, you should get those shows for free. And if you don't, then it should be okay to, to pay for them. Where, and you said, no, you want them. I still like free things. You want free, everything free all the time. All the time. <laughs> you, would you work for free? If I got everything for free, yes. Yeah. That's called I the, love my job. That's that called much. the Star Trek universe. <laughs> There's not, nothing wrong with that. Not real life. <laughs> All right, let's uh move on to a call from Charlie Craig. Hey guys, it's Charlie Craig in Los Angeles. I just had a couple quick things. Uh first off, I gotta question the intelligence of our government deciding to use these new phasers they've developed to blind people running roadblocks. Uh, I mean that seems like you're gonna have you're just gonna result a bunch of blind blinded criminals driving around at 70 miles an hour, I don't think that's really going to work out. Secondly, what did I miss? Uh, all of a sudden, you guys are sponsored by Earthlink. You're, you're saying uh, we got something for you coming up here in a minute, and I hear an ad. I mean, I'm not complaining. I understand it, but, dude, you got to break us into that. you got to let us know what's coming. I was quite shocked when I heard it. Still love it. Still love your show. Can't wait to check out the forums. Thanks a lot. Bye. I thought we did 
do a little easing into the sponsorship. We may have done it on the day of. We our did first it the first sponsor. day. I guess yeah. we should have done it maybe a couple more days. But you're supposed to listen closely every day. Okay, so yeah, when, it's short. It's a sponsorship, but uh, that is pretty hilarious about the. Fa- <laughs> The phasers, the idea of the phasers, if you didn't hear that episode, uh, the phaser is this device being tested by the military that would shoot lasers and blind criminals if they were coming at you in a Jeep. And it's a pretty humorous, uh, a pretty humorous picture to think of blinded criminals just careening out of control across the countryside. But maybe they're going on the thought process that when you put like a bag over an animal's head, it calms them down. I don't think being blinded by a laser is going to calm anyone down. I'm just trying to look at the other side of it. (laughs) I mean, I think the idea is that they go out of control and hit a post or something and they're, you know, they they can't cause any further damage. You've incapacitated them. But the picture that Charlie raises is is pretty hilarious. All right. A few emails uh, before we finish up here. Just Jay wrote in and disputed the contention that more people use iTunes than download illegally, which we had mentioned earlier. In fact, he is correct. He pointed out the distinction that more people use iTunes than use any particular P2P service that is quasi-legal or illegal or not. But overall, more people trade files illegally than buy from iTunes. And that that is true. That is a good point. What it made me think of is all of mp3.com, which is a Russian mp3 store, exists in sort of this quasi-legal situation. They claim to be perfectly legal because they pay a copyright license fee in Russia and then sell everybody's music online whether they have permission or not they're saying hey i pay the copyright license fee that's all i have to do it is questionable whether that's legal or not in russia in russia the copyright law is such that it only really protects physical media Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's a little bit up in the air it did go through court there it also is certainly possible that you would be breaking the law downloading from them if you don't live in russia exactly so be careful with that but i do think what i do think is that I've definitely heard a lot of people say, yeah, and you know what? Instead of getting illegal files off of P2P, I go to allofmp3.com because even though I have to pay a little, it's not that much, and I get higher quality recordings. I get recordings that are very reliable because all of MP3 does encode on the fly in whatever choice you want, and there's no digital digital rights management on their files. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I mean, I I could see that as a model... Maybe a little higher price because you have to have a, a better licensing fee. But to me, that seems like more the way to go is to say, you know what? Let's not try to track down every single file in the universe, but let's, let's make a let's, profit off. Let's of make it. a profit off of what we can and, and give people what they want. So, I uh, wanted to thank the folks that made Frapper Map for us. I love this so much. Uh, this is fantastic. There, but there's only about 16 or 17. 16 last I checked. La- 16 last you checked. Okay. F-R-A-P-P-R. There's no E. F-R-A-P-P-R dot com slash buzz out loud. Gets you right to our map. Mm-hmm. Please join up. We want to know where you live. We wanna, I mean, we don't need your home address. We're not going to come calling. Zip code is fine. All you got to do is put in your zip code and then it gives a little map of, of where everybody is. It's great. You can put your pictures up. It's very you cool. You and I both have a picture up. I put Molly my picture up. Molly has Yeah. Molly, this means you. But she hasn't really been around that much. Uh, so. if you can either go to frapper.com slash buzz out loud or go to our forums, which uh, big shout out to the folks in the forums, forums.cnet.com. Look for the buzz out loud lounge. We've got some great feedback. We've had some great information come through the forums uh, and some really good discussions in there. Yeah, it's it's really warming up and I'm quite happy about it. Yay. Go Veronica. Woohoo. 
All right, now uh, Mark Larkin's ghost is here telling me to plug the Holiday Help Desk. Molly and I will be streaming live on the interweb on November 25th. That's Friday, the day right after Thanksgiving. With taking question, We'll be taking questions on buying advice because this kicks off the big buying season. So if you need a little bit of help before you hit the stores, give us a call. The, all the information is at helpdesklive.cnet.com. And I'll be there answering phone calls as Veronica well. Veronica will be there too. We're all going to be there. You get to see us live, streaming, and in person. So definitely uh, tune in, stream us, and give us a call. That's it. I miss Molly. Me too. I, I We really She'll wish we had that original day. thing. But uh, well, I kind of wish more that I was at the podcast. Though, but. <laughs> She's having more fun than us, Next really. Next year. 1-800-616-CNET. Buzz at CNET.com or forums.cnet.com. Thanks, folks. Bye. Thanks.